podcast. This is episode five. Five. Uh, I have Anthony Dimar, the other co-host, and a very special guest, uh, Danielle Mendel. You can introduce yourself. Give a little introduction. Uh, I don't know. What do you want me to say? I mean, I've been I went to high school with these fucks. Uh, I went to school up in Mass. Uh, just got a job a few weeks ago, which was actually pretty nice during this whole pandemic. What kind of job? Um, I work as a junior accountant at this co- Cohere Cybersecurities. It's like a small cybersecurity place. It's only like 15, 16 people. It's pretty chill. You don't have your CPA? No. You don't want it? I mean, I wanted it, but then I started taking it last year, but I was taking like six or seven of my hardest capstones, so I just didn't have time. Can an employer pay for it? Like, I know a lot of like employers pay for grad school and stuff. Yeah, they can. I mean, I think I just have to like talk to them about it and show I mean, like I'm only a junior accountant. Like, I don't think I need it now. So like down the road, probably? Yeah, probably in like a few years. I want to get some work experience first before I start fucking doing anything. So can you just... work while doing it? Is it like, or is that oh, like yeah, hard yeah, to yeah. manage? You can do it online and everything if you wanted to. It's really, it's really not that like much work in the beginning. It's just kind of like afterwards. I just want to make sure I have some work experience first so I actually know what the fuck I'm doing. And now it's post-COVID technically for you. How's that been in the workforce? Um, I think the only annoying thing about it is the fact that I'm working in the city, so it's actually pretty like scary sometimes. Is the transit weird? It's so empty. There's so many times when I'm coming back from work and the entire subway cart is just completely empty. So it's so fucking weird. I just have to sit there all by myself. That's weird. Do you bus there and or take this like the train? I've first taken the bus and then I take the train. So, so what are tips you have for people? Because I've been sitting at home for like six months now. Yeah. Four months, six months. What's it been? Since March, so like four and a half months? Four and a half months I've been saying I'm doing class online and stuff. Yeah. What tips do you have for people like me? I start work on Monday, hopefully. Yeah. So what tips do you have? What kind of work environment is this? Is it like, a, is it like an office, like in like a, like a building, like a random floor? Or is it like its own type of building? So I work on, uh, in a building, I think there's about 42 floors. And I work on the 16th floor. It's actually pretty chill. I'm like, I'm friends with everybody in the office. It's such a small company, only 16 people work there. So it's really not even a high class pace. My, uh, on my interview process, they dead ass told me that they're, they pay their taxes and everything and do all their client information 20 days after you're supposed to. Because, like, our CEO has that much money that, like, he can, he has that kind of leeway with so many of his clients. Jeez. Yeah. So, how did you find out about it? Just job postings online and stuff I, like that? Or, like, you know someone? I applied to, like, close to 100 to 150 places. So, when they called me back, I had no idea, like, where I found it. It was just kind of, I was talking to, I, I don't, I think you actually know him, Dima. My bro, my friend Dima. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, was, um, you know him. You're best friends with him. Who? Yeah. Dima. Uh, Dimitri uh, Hockey. Oh, I know Dimitri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a recruiter, yeah, right? Okay. He's a recruiter, so he helped me get some job interviews and stuff, and I think it just kind of went through there. Do you apply through like websites like Indeed and stuff like that? Yeah, I was such a fucking bitch. I, I hate that website it personally. It was just so fucking annoying because I don't like being told what to do, and then every day my dad's like, "You have to apply every single fucking day." And I'm like, "You know what? Fuck this shit. Like, I'm gonna get a job. It's gonna happen." But your dad didn't want to, uh, I know, I don't know where, some big company, I forgot what he works at. He, oh, my dad he works at City. City. That's where my girlfriend's mom works too. Really? What does she do there? She is HR, like vice president or something like that. She was mentioning how like they just put like $2 billion into like the new office or like something really? like that. And like, it's like right before Corona started. So now like nobody wants to work there now because they want to work from home. Yeah. So it's like such a waste of money. They actually did that at my job. They, uh, right before I started working there, when I was like looking online, how many employees work there? It started out at like maybe seventy or eighty. Now there's only fifteen, because Which is a bad thing. it's so fucking horrible. Because they, I was like listening to my CEO one time at a meeting. He said that nobody gave him any notice. They just stopped coming to work. 
So like, can they work remotely though? Like, but do they work remotely or they no, just they don't work? No, they just stopped working. They were just absolutely... So they just, they don't want paychecks? Like... I don't know. It was like, I think some of them, they were saying how to get those, like, uh, what were those called? Stimulus checks or something? Oh, the cl- yeah, that so plus just, the like, CARES Act, like the 600 like, a week. People from New York, like, honestly, I just don't think they want to go back to normal. Everyone's just been, like, arguing, saying how they want to make sure that they constantly can just, like, stay at home. Nobody wants to go into work. They're just so used to it that going back to the workforce right now is, like... Well, what people are, like, taking advantage of unemployment yeah. and, like, the PPP protection it's program. It's ridiculous. I have to actually do those tax forms for our, like, clients who just left, and it's so ridiculous how we're giving them so much fucking money. People make so much more money just from not working now. So it's people are getting, like, I think the 600 a week is ending, like, in, like, next week or something. Yeah, yeah. So it goes to, like, 200 or something like that. There's a, there's a guy. We're not even doing funny story, but just for sake of it. There's a guy in Florida who bought a Lamborghini by finessing the government. I think he took $4 million and like money or some stimulus or something. The money is crazy, but what I, how is 50, 70 to 15, so how do you, like how do you feel safe at that job? Like what if they're just like, we're closing? Like, what? Mm, I don't know, I, I honestly don't know. You, you can't really, you don't know who you're around, whoever's sick or something, you just gotta be safe. I wash my hands probably like seven to eight seven, times a day. Yeah. Uh, I don't really go outside during work, I stay out. Even for lunch, you just bring your own stuff? Yeah, I just bring my own lunch, but actually we found this really cute place. So I work on 52nd and 3rd Avenue, and there's, they just opened up the company next door to this place. They opened a really small park, and they have a waterfall and everything. And it's like, like, yeah, and it's so weird. It's like, it's like buildings everywhere, and there's like this one small secret space. It's so quiet, and it's like a waterfall, and so many people go there. I think they- Nice uh, to eat your lunch there, just get out. I hate being in the same place for like eight to nine hours. So whenever ridiculous. I go to lunch too, I just have to go. It can't be in the same it room. It makes me want to shoot myself. And it's just ridiculous. It's so nice though how it, New York is so busy and stuff. You never get that peace and quiet mm-hmm. unless you're like buried into Central Park where no one's fucking there. And then it's just like around all these buildings, there's a small little waterfall and it's so peaceful and so quiet. I think businesses who like paid for it and stuff, there's this Japanese company. They wanted to do it for a like... For coworkers and employees who are working in the city, That's sick, yeah. who just want to get away from it, so nice. There's yep. actually an increase in uh, people I saw come, that live in the city, wherever it is, in, Man- in Manhattan, Brooklyn, wherever. Yeah. We'll say the city. There's an increase in influx of people that want to go to either a suburb like Long Island yeah, or places like Fairlawn. The single housing market, like you know, like my old house and yeah. your house is booming right now because yeah. people don't want to be in they want to be near city. New York but like not in New York like why would you like I mean I completely understand why would you want to be in a huge fucking hot spot for COVID right now I don't even think I think they're just re-looking at life because Danielle mm-hmm. wants to live in the city or around yeah. now people are going from there out, out yeah. well, it's like, it's, we, which is why I'm hoping that the real I mean, estate market is I like, feel like most people want to get a taste of the city in like the early to mid 20s while yeah. they're still young don't have families and stuff like that and then like eventually you can move into the suburbs yeah I mean I honestly I think with boyfriend like some of my friends they're from new the new england area so when i tell them i want to live in new york they're like oh my god it's so like it's so much buildings everywhere there's so many people I'm like you don't have to live in manhattan like you can live in brooklyn like you can live in queens you can live down but it's Chelsea. still expensive it's so brooklyn expensive. is so expensive it's now it's fucking ridiculous how like my uh I, I don't think you know her no you probably do sharon grubois she goes i want to live in soho do you have 1.5 million dollars to spend on a fucking apartment yeah it's so much fucking money though though i mean like obviously it's a dream you want to live there but you can be in the city and like work but your now, way up there when you have better yeah. jobs but i think right now it's the time to save my cousin she lives in brooklyn and she's been living there for three years and she says she's like uh what did she say she's like i've never been into manhattan she just completely just never goes does she work in brooklyn too yeah 
That's sick. Everybody that's... from New York like avoids Manhattan. Well, if you saw Brooklyn like 20, 30 years ago compared to now, it's so much more nice. It's yeah. so much nicer. It was gentrified, obviously. Like we saw it in Jersey too. Like with like Hoboken, like 30, 40 years ago was a shithole. Jersey City. Yeah, the last was... 10 years, Jersey City, like. I think that everywhere in Jersey City is under construction. Like, every block has construction it's, in Jersey you City. You need 850 credit just to pull <laughs> up there. But uh, don't you think that, like, it's not, yours is city right now, but do you ever want to hit suburbs or it's just city? I mean, I think I would only want to live in the suburbs if I'm married and have kids, but I don't fucking plan on doing that anytime soon. Fuck that shit. I don't, I just never see myself in a house. I just think it's so much nicer when somebody's like, oh, like, where you You're in a house like, right now. I mean, like... What's the apartment to, actually? I like apartment. Like, no, is, I'm talking about her house. Oh, okay, okay. I'm trying to get the fuck out of my house to live in an apartment. That's it. I just think, I just think it's more dope when you're kind of like, oh, like, where do you live? Oh, I live in this really cool apartment. I just like living with other people, but, like, also having my own space. When I used to live in the modern, that was my favorite place to live. What's the modern? It's the... Do you know where George Washington... Yeah. Yeah. Odell Beckham those, lived those in Oh, Fort Lee, Fort Lee, right? Yeah. Fort Lee. Well, that place so, is nice. Do you want to, you're going to rent or you're going to buy? Uh, I'll probably rent at first and then eventually buy. When do you plan on, for people that don't know, you're young, we're all young, when do you plan, when's a good time for me to move out? Mm, How much like, money do I need to move out? Uh, well, I'm not moved out of my house, How would I know? But you have a plan. I don't have a plan. You have a plan. As an accountant, your accounting my expertise. My the worst. I was, I, today my boss was like, oh, Danielle, can you figure this like invoice out? And I had to do the numbers for it. It was like 2.75 hours plus 0.35 minutes. And I was like, I can't do that math. Only well, whenever I do my timesheet, when it's like you have to get to exactly like 20 to 40 hours, I like I always just put it in a calculator because so like the what decimals. What did say when you said that? He was like, are you serious? I'm like, she always talks about girls versus guys. Imagine I said that in my office, like the boss is right there. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. And he was like, oh, it's okay, bro. I'll do it for you. I mean, I just started working there. What are they going to do? No, I understand. Like, yeah. you know, it's basic math. Well, everyone's proficient in Microsoft Excel and the resume, yeah, exactly. so everyone knows how to do that. My but like, you should totally write that down. I'm like, why? Every res- like the resume works. starter pack, you put proficient in Microsoft Word, PowerPoint, Excel, and shit like that. But yeah. do you work a standard nine to five, or how does it work? Because I know like accountants in like busy season. Or, like, you work extra hours and stuff like that? I work 9 to 5.30. It's not that bad. No, but how is busy season? Like, do you have to stay later on busy seasons? I mean, I stay later. Like, today, I surprisingly got out early. But usually I stay until, like, 6, 6.30. That's why I told Veronica today. I was like, can you pick me up at 7.30? Because I didn't think yeah. I was going to leave so early. And then I come at, like, 6.30 and goes, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, dude. Just fucking come Bro, I up. was in my bed. Like, I'm not even... I was <laughs> in my bed on Netflix. And I text Danielle. I was like... Text, I said in the chat, yeah. text, and I'm in my bed, I'm watching Netflix, I just sit down. She's like, get the thing. <laughs> so I come back, I lay down in my bed, and I'm like, Danielle, text. And I was like, let me just see, I hope it's like, just got on the bus, it's like five minutes away. I was like... Oh my god. So I was like, yo, I book it in the car, I was like, let me go. But that's, um, uh, it's good that you came home, but what about busy season? Because Amir does busy season. Yeah, and they said like, if that's you had a certain amount of hours, capsule, like pay for your dinner or something. I heard like... If you get like a certain amount extra hours in accountant, you get extra pay, like pay and stuff like that. I don't know. You worked in busy season though in your internship. When did you start? Uh, I started two weeks ago. I started July. Oh, so you just missed tax deadlines. No, no, but you had an internship during busy season. You said. I mean, I, during the summer, yeah, but that was it. But I never like worked from fall to. No, Feb to April. You never had that busy season. No. no. So how do you know you're gonna like it? I'm not. I know I'm not gonna like it, but it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna pay my bills. I mean, I think I told you I only want to do this for about, like, maximum 10 years so I open up my own tennis corner. That's it. Oh, yeah. For those, if the audio goes through, I hope it does. For those that don't know, 
Danielle is a D1 tennis player. <laughs> so, and her dream... Wait, was Nichols D1? No, it was D3. Oh, but she got D1 offers. That's what we say. So Danielle was a, is a D1 tennis player who plays tennis like every day of her life. Mm-hmm. But her dream is to open a tennis clinic, That's but she's awesome. in accounting. I don't know. How does that... I don't she know. crunched the numbers when she opens yeah, the business. Why, why trust somebody else with your numbers? Just do it yourself. Like, I know the way I already... So you're going to do the tennis thing. Yeah. So why not do it in, like, two, three years? Because I think I, I want to have enough money saved. Like, I want to be able to be moved out completely, be financially stable, and then, you know, I don't want to, like, drop everything. And, and the work experience, too. Yeah, I want to be able to, like, have, like, be on my own two feet before I And the capital, is, yeah. like, to support it and stuff like that. What yeah. if, like, you get old or something? Like, you can't play tennis anymore. No, I, I feel like tennis is one of the main sports, like, golf and shit and those kinds of sports. I think those are the How often does the average tennis player play until... Maria Sharapova is 63. She's not 63. She's like she 32, 34. Aren't the Williams kind of old in their 40s? They're like 38. They're the best players. Yeah. Who's your favorite player? Federer. Federer? Everyone says Nadal Federer. Mine's nope. Federer. I fucking hate Nadal. Federer. I don't hate him, so the but Federer. The reason why I like Federer is because when you look at Nadal and Federer, Federer doesn't play to like hit every ball as hard as he can. He plays to win. He plays strategically. Finesse. And then you have like, yeah. he finesses. He doesn't have to hit the ball 100 miles per hour. He can hit the ball 75% and he completely wins every game. Who but has more have, accolades? I think Federer. Federer, right? Yeah. But Federer is old. He's graceful. That's the thing. He's just so stunning. When you think of tennis, you think of him. But then you have, I mean, Nadal's obviously great, but all he plays is power. He has a lot of power, and that's kind of how he plays. But he's had so many surgeries. He's been injured so many times. He's retired. Like, he couldn't play for so many seasons before. He's just like, it's not my thing. So, like, so the way to, I'm, so I, I'm a big sports person, but tennis, like, I have no clue. I used to call, like, sporting events at school, and, like, ten, and they asked me to do tennis that one time. I'm like, mm-hmm. I have no clue what I'm talking about. I'm going to sound like an idiot. So, like, I know there's singles and doubles. So, like, does each player play both, or, like, how does it work? I played both singles and doubles. I think it just kind of like depends on like if you're more comfortable playing both. I personally like playing with uh, doubles. I just think it's way better. I like working with another person. And just I more strategy, right? Yeah, and I, tennis is a very big mental sport. If you are not relaxed, I think I've broken probably like six or seven rackets in my life. Jesus. Like playing by yourself because if you like, ima- like you play baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Like imagine if you're playing at a baseball game and you miss every single ball. You literally can't. You try to fix your swing so many different times. Oh, trust me, I've been there and done like, that. <laughs> like how, like how much easier do you think it would be if somebody was like playing baseball with you and they were trying to calm you down? They were trying to like figure out another way to have you think a different way. It's such a mental sport. Yeah, it could be so frustrating if too. If you don't yeah. have another person there with you, it can be so fucking frustrating. Like you can see Roger Federer smashing rackets. It is so stressful because you can put so much effort and so much time in it, but it just still fucks you over. It's the worst thing ever. I have to ask the question. What's your question? Because. <laughs> I, I watch a lot of, like, you know, stupid TV. So I was watching this thing once where it was, like, guys versus girls and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you for real. You play tennis a lot. Yeah. Like, can the dudes that you play with, that you practice with, can you smoke them? I've been able to, yeah. So that, you, that barrier, like, why when you see, like, a girl playing, like... You know, they did that. Didn't they do it a couple years ago? They did a, a not-so-good... Uh, tennis player like he wasn't like fed or anything yeah. versus one of the nicest women players yeah. but I know like the, the biological makeup of men women but is, is that really what separates the so I personally from my experience I personally think that it kind of just depends on how you are as a player 
when you look at women tennis players, it is, I hate watching women's tennis. It is so boring because all they do, most women, they're too scared to go to men. Most women are too scared to do any kind of trick shots to like move each other around. But men's tennis, it's so much more intense. They smash the ball as hard as they can. It's so much more, what like what's the word? It's like much more energy, like a lot more energy. Energy. It's so much more energy. Do you mimic that when you play? I try to, yeah. So why, like, is this something that you want to take? I actually never asked you. Is this something you want to go pro with? I mean, I did when I was little. I used to actually be really good. I was number one in Bergen County for about two years. That's sick. Yeah. What? But then I twisted my ankle. When? Uh, when I was like 13 to 15. You were number one in yeah, Bergen, Bergen County? County? Yeah, I played every... I wanted to be homeschooled at one point. I did private... Like, tennis is a very rich sport. Like, it is very rich. Rackets. I, you have a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's like the one sport. I, I before going it's into this, I thought like tennis was that one sport where like the line between men's and women's was probably the closest because yeah. a lot of sports you see like basketball. I mean, you have like Serena Williams and she has so much fucking power on her, and then you have people like Nadal. It kind of just like depends on how you. So want like, to if Serena Williams up against Nadal, would Serena Williams get smoked? Yeah, probably. Really? So I thought it was tennis was the sport would be closest. Well, I mean, like look at Serena's makeup. She's a very She's not like big, but she's just a built a little bit mm -hmm. bigger. She's a little bit older. She's a mom. Like the chances of her moving as fast as a skinny, like more fit person, it kind of just depends on your body makeup, really. But how about now? I'm gonna be rude. I'm not gonna yeah. name drop. How about you against like uh, so one of the Nichols men? That team. kid that you don't like from Fairlawn playing tennis. Uh, I mean, you I'm, know who I'm talking about. Who is it? Who? Oh. Oh, yeah, I, I feel like I know you said too. So, what I kind of like learned the more as you play tennis, it's again, it's a mental sport. So, you smoke them. The most important thing of it is that you kind of have to play on your opponent's weakness. 75% of people who play tennis, their backhands are their worst shot. You gotta have to mix it up. That's all you can do. I can, I was actually at a tournament last year, I was down. In college, you play pro sets, so it's not like you play two games of six, you play yeah. one game to eight. Right. So, I was down 6 1. And I won seven five, and then I won again. Tennis is so, uh, tennis's scores are so confusing. I only know it from like Wii tennis, like yeah, when it goes like right. it's like ten. Is it goes 10, 20, goes, 30, 40? It goes love all is zero zero, then fifteen love, thirty love, forty love, and then when it's forty forty, it's like deuce. And then, and then it's then like advantage. Advantage you or advantage that person. And you have to win seven rounds of that. Like each one of those is a is a game. Is yeah. like a game. Is that the proper word? Yeah. And then that is one round. A set. It's and set. then how many sets? Do you have to win seven to win a set? You can win, well, it goes up to six, but you can go up to, if it's like, if it's six, five, me, you, we go to seven. You have to go until it's... One by two? One by two. Okay. Yeah. Sets? Yeah. How and many sets do you have to win? You can win... Generally. It's like two out of three sets. So, you, so you're being diplomatic. So would you smoke them on the court? I think, honestly, I could. I think it depends on who you play. It's just all mental. Like, if you see a person who's very stressed out and stuff, it is so easy to get into their head. All you have to do is play off of their mistakes. That is what my coach taught me. You don't have to hit the ball 100 fucking percent. You can fucking give them lots, make them run, make them more exhausted than you. That's the whole point. If you make a person run, the chance of them hitting a, a really good ball down the line or a really good short ball is so slow and so low that it's just easy to win. It's a lot of mind games. It's fucking mind games. And it's ridiculous. I remember when uh, during preseason, my freshman year, I was up on our first... High school or college? College. Our oh. first singles player, she was fucking from Thailand. She was really one of my good friends and stuff. I was up 3-1 in the second set, and I, and I won the first set, but then I lost two more games, and then I lost the whole game. 
because all I, all she had to do was just play off of my mistakes. That's all she was doing. She would hit me like little balls here and there. She knew I couldn't run. Kind of just again, just playing off of each other's mistakes. Just gotta read the opponent ahead of time. Everybody has a point where they can snap. That's the thing. So would you like watch film people too? Like, would you watch film people you play against? Like, I used to to watch myself. But like, let's say like you're, let's say you're like in Nichols and you're playing like I don't know, Rampole College. Like, would you watch watch like whoever you're going up against and see like their weaknesses? Always. We'd smoke. Yeah. So it's like game plan you go into. It's always like that. Well, how do you deal with that loss? Because you can apply that to life. Like when you lose in business, like how do you apply that? It took me a really long time. I Are you to, like a sore loser type of person? I used to be. I used to be such a bad, like, such a bad sore loser. It was terrible. I, I kicked the ball over. It. Like, I, yeah. I've broken so many rackets. I've cursed. My dad used to get so mad at me, and I want to quit at one point. But then at the end of the day, it's like, one loss is not going to make who you are at, that, at the end of the day. Like, you can win a hundred times. Even the best people in the world, they have their losses. Roger Federer loses his game sometimes. But he's still one of the best players in the world. It's just kind of how you deal with your that's kind of just where you gotta play off of it yeah because when you're young like you really want to be the best person ever but then as you grow up at the end of the day you just gotta do your own thing keep your head to the ground and then do what you gotta do life is uh life is fucking interesting it really is and i hope that uh you open the tennis clinic because i like business so how would I know she has that. So like if you open this clinic up, would you like like you'd be like obviously the business owner? Would you want people like like would you hire like trainers for tennis and like have people like train there? Is that what like your mindset is when you say clinic? I think at first I would want it to be me. It's so just you, like yeah. and then work your Ripping way. Ripping off rich kids yeah. that want to learn tennis. So you know, my, my it's like private coach, lessons. My coach has three Bentleys. He's a fucking rich as you and lives just from coaching. Your coach? Yeah. Where does he live? Uh Washington Township, around there, around that area. Rich as you. So would you go like house to house? He's just a tennis coach. Yeah, he's just a tennis coach. He That's does sick. like construction shit on the side, but more or less, he's just tennis. So like, would you go to house to house, just like training people at, like country clubs and stuff like that, or like private houses if they're huge? I had my own Facebook account for my business, and then you can go online and kind of throw out your resume and just talk to people. It's kind of all about connections. Follow it. It's Danielle Mandel Smirnoff <laughs> on Facebook. Was it actually? No. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think you learned from baseball from all those years that you've been playing or any other Um, I stopped playing sophomore year because I was riding the bench in JV as a sophomore. So I was like, I'm not going to play junior year and sit for JV. Did you like try to like prove your coach wrong? So the problem was in high school, well, my thing was is that I was like 5'2 freshman year and I wasn't really tall. So like my, like I was always like, like at that disadvantage for like, I played baseball, basketball, football freshman year. Then I went went just to baseball sophomore year, then stopped playing. So I just wanted to work and Mm -hmm. stuff. The problem was I was less dedicated. I didn't really put the work on off yeah. the court. And, like, basketball especially, since I play that a lot still now, I feel like I'm, like, ten times the player I used to be back yeah. then. So, like, part of me is, like, I wish I put this work in then. Why also, you didn't do it? I honestly don't know. Like, I think it was more of just, like, distractions and, yeah. like, wanting to get my You're license. Teenager, no, yeah, like, it was just, like, whatever. It was high school. Yeah. We'd go, I think like, it was also, like, motivation-wise, like, like you said, you were the top in Bergen County. He just, like, he did it out of fun, because I, yeah. I'm known it was as like, It was, like, obligation, because I played sports my whole life. Yeah. So the problem with two in high school was I was Yours just... Yours was not fun. Yours no, was, mine like, was fucking serious. Tor- my coach still make, like, makes fun of me all the time. He's still your coach? Yeah, he's still my coach. He, I, from high school? No, from, uh, like, high... I've had, he was my coach since I was, like, 10 years old. Yeah. He made me cry probably every single day for three years. He would come to my tournaments. He would, like, yell at me and shit. He was, uh... He's an Armenian man. He's very strict. And that's kind of... Kind of like are you guys still close today? Yeah, I talk to him every day. You like, still train now, like like even though like, you're done with college and yeah, stuff like that. I try to. I try what to. what would be the process to like if like you want to take the next step? Like how would that go? Like how do you go get to the stage yeah, with like Serena Williams and go? To go pro, 
crowd, that's so much work though. It's no, really a lot saying, of, like, it's like, what separates you from like the person in that tournament that is going to get smoked? Well, like, think about it. I used to also do like ice skating for like seven or eight years. I did piano for a while. Like, you ice skated? Yeah, I ice skated for a while. It's kind of like when you're young, you don't have obligations. You're Russian. Like, yeah, you don't have They any, all ice skate. I cannot any, ice skate. When you're young, you don't have any responsibilities. Like all you have to do is go to school and then after is like... Do whatever, go to baseball or go do whatever you want. Yeah, your parents the work is like a joke too at school. You don't really have a true obligation to life. Now I can't do that. I mean, I could if I wanted to, like if I actually put but it in But do you have that potential to give up, like give to it give your up, all? Yeah. No, give it your all and be like, I'm going to be pro. Uh, no. Well, you have to stop working, right? Yeah, I have to stop doing everything I could. And as I Yeah, said, but would you go pro? Like, would you be nice? How does that process go, though? Would you, like, go to tournaments? Or is there, like, a league so, you would join? a lot of my friends... I don't know if you ever heard of the school IMG down in Florida. I've heard of it, yeah. So, they do a lot of recruitment there. Yeah, for sports. A few of my... One of our good friends, we actually saw him play in the U.S. Open last year because he went to IMG in some school uh, in Arizona. Yeah, university. So, you have to qualify for that. So, you yeah, have to yeah. win other tournaments it's and stuff? It's very, very hard to qualify for. Like, you've got to... So, the way that it works, from what I know go to US Open practice week and that's just where all the courts are open except for the big stadiums and you have recruiters there and they like watch you play and then they're there with your coaches. It's kind of just like a lot about connections. Mm-hmm. I think whenever I go to the US Open I see at least like three of my old coaches and a few like a few other players I used to play with. It's all about connections. So do you it's like networking yeah. Yeah pretty much it's worth You still pay your coach? Yeah it's like eighty bucks a lesson it's fucking ridiculous. Gee, that's why they're so rich in their Bentleys and stuff like that. Yeah. I recently before COVID, screw COVID, but I recently took a passion of uh, I said there's two big like you know like uh, boss man sports golf and tennis I despise golf I, I don't mind the golf guy so you'd probably be nice at it with the swing really? I don't he baseball players baseball and tennis because like the, 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 the na- nature of like what you're hockey. doing like, yeah. it's the same but I said I need to get into something so I got into tennis that's when Jared FaceTimed you yeah so Amir and I would play tennis here and there at Hirschclaw the Hirschclaw courts um I'm not nice, but like I could hit I the ball. I can coach back. you if you want. Jared said that once. He Facetimed and she saw me hit the ball, and she's like, "I swear to God, I'm I'm serving." And I just hear Danielle on the background going, "Yo, you gotta hit the ball over." The <laughs> I was like, "I was like, yo." <laughs> My experience playing tennis is just playing Wii Sports. Like I don't think we ever no, played in high school I could or anything. Smoke you out. I think we probably just hit the tennis. I think we did the tennis courts like once or twice, but it was like more badminton. I think we played. Yeah. In high I'm school. I love tennis. Like if I could be nice at it, that'd be nice. Yeah. Jared, I, I hope he listens to this, is bags at tennis. Like bags and bad. Amir's pretty good though. But he used to play when he was younger. Um, but not like Yeah, I feel that. Nice, which is I don't know, it's just something I felt if I have time I get into it. Is there anything that you guys want to do besides like tennis during COVID? Like during that time, anything you want to learn? I wanted to start a podcast. Oh, That's what I wanted to do. Look where we are. He told me about it like in May. He's like, yeah, you should start a podcast. And I was like, nah, dude, there's so many podcasts. Like, there's no point. That's true. And like, the, then eventually, like a month later, I was, he was like, yeah, let's start it. And I started listening to podcasts recently. I'm like, I, hey, fuck it. At least if like it doesn't like end up amounting to something, it's still something you did. Yeah. You can talk about it. Like, yeah. it's like, that, like maybe not resume, but you could talk about it in a job interview. Like, it's just like, it's a body of work and you put work into it. I would never advertise this podcast at a job. Wow! Fuck I say it's a talk, as, second, as a talking second, point. I'll tell you, if you people want to listen to it, like friends, yeah, like people. But at a job interview, if they're like, "What's your podcast name?" I'm like, "Hit it, fuck the podcast." They click it and they see Josh Booker cursing his mind out last week, drinking literally liquor in a cup. 
Whoever watches that podcast next week, that glasses of this. Liquor, that's li- no, and it's, we already put NSFW in the intro episode, so we got it covered. Yeah, it says exclusive. I'm saying for the right type of job though. It says like a media job or like you want to get yeah, into like definitely. sports or like something like that. Like or it's definitely like a talking point. He's into sports. I always pushed it. Amir too into hockey. So one time Amir's like, I want to be an accountant for someone in hockey. So I found him jobs in the Devils because mm-hmm. that's the team he likes. You're into sports. I say you should give it your all and do it. I've been side applying to sports jobs because right now I work at TD and like I work retail right now, like in the retail branch. But like next starting next month, they're moving us to like a remote corporate jobs. So it's like a better job. Full, it's full well, from part time to full time. Chase Bank is better. I have Chase too. I, they, they didn't get into details yet. So like I, we're getting meetings in the next few weeks to discuss yeah. like offers and stuff like that because they're trying to like. Go from like they're trying to shut down retail branches and make it more of like an online type yeah. of thing because that's where bank the future banks are. Yeah. So like it's good money now. They've been paying us well, a lot of bonuses during COVID and stuff. Yeah. So it's good pay. But like I've been applying to side things on the side. My one friend works at Sirius XM Radio, mm-hmm. so like he has part time work. We just have him do games, like pump up pump, like like noise and stuff for yeah. like certain games. So I was like that'd be something cool to get into just work for a big company. Mm-hmm. But I'm studying for my LSAT right now. So my type my thing is maybe. Hey, don't you yeah, so like get into sports law or contract law, like something like that. See, so I, could, I wish you would go into corporate law because my uncle has his own law firm. I was, gonna say I was thinking about that too, honestly. That's why I was also potentially thinking of doing my MBA as well beforehand. It's a suits guy. It's you don't have to decide. The good thing is, like, the first year of law school is standard for everyone, yeah. then your second and third year is when you like declare. So I, 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 I did prosecution. I worked for the prosecutor's office last summer, and I decided to hate that. Like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. It's either you make bad money in prosecution or you sell your soul doing defense. Yeah, it's true. I, I just don't like that either. I don't that. think I could be friends with you if you were a fucking a defense lawyer. I just can't. I, 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 fucking terrible. I can't, like, defend, like, a murder. Like, it's just no. my thing. Like, it's like, I can't morally. I've been told to watch this. There's so many it lost is, shows I gotta watch. The only weird thing about the show is um, the way that they make their show is that they explain so like somebody dies, they show it in the first scene and then they like replay everything back. Oh, yeah. They've caught, but then there's so many like plots. I don't like when the like timelines go back yeah, and forth. It gets confusing. Always, it's always like that. It's, yeah. It's very much like that. I mean, I kind of like it. It's kind of just something that I fuck with and it's just so interesting to like prosecution law is fun to watch. Yeah, but it's just so fucked up how they're just like, oh yeah, we have to do this. We have to make sure that we can like support this person. But mm-hmm. that's like but bread and butter. Yeah, I know. Well, they make the money. The prosecution. It's like saying, I'm not comparing it. I'm not comparing it. But I'm not comparing it. I don't want to get canceled. But it's like saying, what if there's a you have our soldiers that go to war? Like they can easily be like, yo, I'm not doing this, but like they do it. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. The thing is, like, you like, some of the cases are just wild. Like, yeah. I, and how do you know? I, like, until proven, how do you no, know that you that don't, person? You don't. Like, what if I'm a the, lawyer? That's the whole point of that's the whole point of like the justice system and everything. Personally, in my opinion. So don't you, you think don't, that in no law one, school? No one they, knows who's telling the truth. It's who's a better liar, who's a better convincer, who can convince mm-hmm. the jury? Because you're not doing like you can be those per- those kind of people who do those like nonprofits and like those kind of people who like genuinely like want to help people. But then you have like extremely like asshole fucking cunty fucking defense lawyers and all they want she to has do, a real beef against they them they do it why. just like stresses me out because it's like the person could be murdered and then they have to defend them you don't but have don't to. you think they teach you in school because that's how our you just set aside biases yeah. and stuff like that you you're guilty or you're innocent until, until proven, proven guilty yeah. so but if someone comes up to me and is like, like can you help me defend this and I'm like yeah I charge 200 grand though 
Yeah. My job is not to look at them and be like, he totally did it. Yeah. It's to put oh, you, together. Yeah, exactly. To be a defense so lawyer, places. you have to put that aside in your there's, head. You have to be such a fucking bitch and just be completely but there's like so a many, robot. You can't yeah. like, like put there's your mind to so it. There's so many cases, so though. Because like, what do you do when you go home? What are you supposed to do? Oh, yeah, I just let this murder. I just let this there's, rape. There was this case home. last year. This guy, like, literally was defending someone that he chopped up his girlfriend into different body parts. And they found his body parts in the drain of his own house. That's and somehow he had to defend it. That's Like, how can you But, A, because the free defender... And second, that's what they have here. But second, what if they, what if you don't know? Like, what if I come up to you and I say that's my. You know, like you got. Not to get graphic, but her head was in his trunk. No, no, no. That's that's different. (laughs) But I'm saying for general stuff, you there's so many cases where even the lawyers will be like, we don't want to defend this. Like you guys know El Chapo. Yeah. Yes. I read about because I was like, who would be dumb enough to defend it? Well, a lot of these high profile cases that you'd be afraid of your own safety. I looked it up. This is crazy. Exactly. I looked it up. There was a, um, a, they put a Craigslist ad, I think. No one knew about, we need a lawyer. And th- that just speaks Spanish. So this lady that speaks Spanish, I guess, like, followed up with it. And she, like, somehow, like, eventually she found out who she's defending. He's the biggest drug or whatever. But, like, she didn't know. Well, I guess defending him wouldn't be too bad, like, but, like, going, but like, being the, obviously being happens. the prosecution be, must yeah, be terrible. Like, imagine if you're, her, if that person's defense lawyer and you fuck up. Oh, that's yeah. The oh, that's true. The pressure, yeah. I think about that. You're not gonna finesse that, but you know they're not gonna finesse that. Like it's him. He got caught. He's in New York. Like, Has he gone out again? I thought he was. No, he's in New York. I think he's gone out like three different times. All right. Oh, okay. In a different country, not here. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, the, the, doing those kind of cases is just terrible. There's another case where like this guy was literally like they dating. Made, they made him swear. Check this out. They make him swear in. I think on like a Bible or something. Or, like and they like, they even wrote it down that he's not gonna kill the jury and like the prosecutors. <laughs> I'm like, what makes you think that he's going to agree to that? Like, Imagine getting jury happy. duty in the mail, and then you find out it's for El Chapo's no, case. They, that's another like, thing. They have special juries for those cases. So, like, are they, is it your job? When you see, like, for example, I know, like, uh, I believe the killings that you see, like, I, last one was seventh grade, not last one, but seventh grade, Trayvon Martin was killed. I remember that. And I don't want to get political, but... Uh, they have like they have like special juries, I think, that observe that. I always thought there should be like a job to be a juror, like so you would be partially unbiased and like you have yeah. experience in the cases and stuff like that. I think, I think they have to properly. Like, random ask. person, you come onto the case, you don't really know everything. That was me at jury really duty. I've still never gotten. I feel like I'm so due for it. I'm like dreading the day. No. Have you gotten? No, I don't. Want I got it. jury duty. I don't want I it. it. It's five. I should want it. No. It's five dollars for the day. I went to jury. It's ten duty. now. Ten to get lunch. Like to get to Damn, get lunch. They didn't pay. I went to the Bergen County... Uh, the pro- hack is that. That's where I worked, yeah. Yeah, I'm there, right? And I walk in, and, like, they separate you in numbers. So the judge, now I'm in some random case for, like, land or something. And they're like, have you ever had a land dispute? I was like, no. The judge calls you up one by one to see if you have, like, a... People always give excuses uh-huh. to get out of it. No, he looks at me. He's like, you have a backpack. I'm doing homework. He's like, you have a backpack on. He's like, where are you from? I was like, I'm at a... I was at Ramapo at the time. I'm at Ramapo, but, like... And then he's like, you're good to go. But what's effed up now is you still have to wait there till the day is done in case you get called again. Really? I, sucks, yeah. I didn't get called again, so I could have left right there at like yeah. 9.30 in the morning. Yeah. But... So You'd be surprised some of the crazy cases that happen just in Bergen County. We think like it's so nice in Bergen. Like stuff it's is... It's really not. Like the shit that Jared tells us, like those kind of oh my. stories that he does... It's, it's nuts. Like, I worked with, when I worked there, it was like, I was in the Homeland Security Division, and like, do you remember when those synagogues were getting bombed like five or six years ago? Yeah. Like, I was going over the case stuff and got to read some of those text messages, like, that was going between the people doing the bombings, and it was just like some crazy ass stuff. I just don't understand somebody's mentality to just like think that. People who, people who are racist, people who are homophobic, they literally just fucking stress me out. Like, my dad, 
and like Russian and Jewish culture where we're supposed to be like grown up to be very homophobic and very racist. I'm not like that. But the way that my dad has kind of learned to not like get over it, but to change his mentality, he's like, if it doesn't fucking concern me, it's not my fucking issue. Like he's like, I don't fucking care if like you're green, white, purple, like whatever color, skin color you are, whatever gender, whatever you want to identify yourself as. If it doesn't fucking bother me and it doesn't concern my everyday life, then I have no reason to judge it. But he's like, question for that. What's up? What if you were gay then? Oh, my parents would disown me if they found out if I was bisexual. So like outside their own house, they don't care, but like inside, it's yeah, inside like inside they're very like. So they don't know your bisexual. No, they don't. Yeah. And they. Okay, so that's so his mentality is well, like, like I don't deal with it. It's like one of your own. Right, which is what I'm saying. So his yeah. mentality is if it's not my people or yeah. me, I don't care. Well, because think about it. Like if uh, like my dad found out that I was gay or bi or whatever, then he would kind of just see me differently. You know, he has to live with me every day. And, you know, that's different in his mind. It's like he would just think of me differently, which is stupid. I feel like in this, I feel like right right now, like our generation versus our parents' generation is like the first like big divide of generations where we're actually starting to see change people be more accepting up until like the last few months I feel like we were like our generation is on its way but like yeah. with everything going on I feel like there's a huge divide now with people so I want to I'm curious to see like 30-40 years from now when like our parents generation is like starting to well, I mean, whittle out like we, we'll see difference I think in like history we had what only like 200 years of where there was uh, like no slavery and everything was fine but outside of that there's always going to be slavery there's always going to be there's still slavery to this day in this country yeah, to sex, so like, like the sex up. slavery like, it doesn't make human trafficking The thing with it now is it's just like it's all behind the scenes. Like it's not like the traditional like like people and like change and stuff like that. Or we like the same thing with um what was I gonna say? Like with wars and stuff, we don't see wars fought like no. like that. Everything's behind the scenes. Like it's like like you never cyber cyber wars, yeah. like black market stuff like that. I actually one time my freshman year I was in my English class in college and this kid that I'm like really good friends with, he was sitting in front of me. I look over, he's on the black market like looking at drugs and like looking at the shit. And I was just like that shit's cr- that shit's like, crazy. And I was like, bro, are you good? He's like, I'm just like shopping. You're shopping. What was he looking for? He's looking for coke. Oh my <laughs> god. Cocaine. Man, if you're at a college campus, you don't have a connection for that. Like, Weird. you need to go on the black market okay, for that. Not everyone's you, bro. Okay, okay man. I think more, more the average college student probably has like at least a connection or a connection yeah, of a connection well, to get it. I have zero Honestly, I've only smoked weed. I've been offered coke a lot, like frat yeah. parties and like meth, like not meth, on what's it called, uh, shrooms and stuff. Yeah. We grew shrooms in our frat house. That's, that's like the one thing I've always wanted to do is coke, but I wanted to try it in college. But then my like buddy came over to me, goes, "Now, like people in our school have been mixing them with horse tranquilizer." Yeah, so, you know what? You the things you have to know where it comes. You know more for your I, like, I like found out that apparently, uh, if if like coke is supposed to be really pure, it's kind of like yellow tinted. Really, it's shiny. I've actually like I've only seen that very few times like 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 just sitting on like the table in front of me. Yeah, because when it's like pure white, it's like been mixed with stuff. It's like so fine. It's been constantly just like redone. But if it's pure, it's kind of like yellowish, and it's always want to do it. One like during our frat parties, I'd like I'd walk upstairs and like walk into a random bedroom. There's like four guys up there just like snorting coke off like some girls. Like what the fuck is going on? Off the girl? Like off her back? Like she was naked? Like off her back? And I was just like, she agreed to that? Yeah, she was. Well, she was. She got free coke out of it, so. It's like an eight ball just sitting there. I would never want to do a line. I'd, ro- I'd want to take like a little key ring and go. One sec. So she agreed to some like three frat dudes yeah. that didn't shower in like four days. I don't know. To do. Man, I, I, I opened the door and I closed the door. I was like, this is not my business. This is not yeah. my thing. I don't do that. So I just went back downstairs. But for free coke, she agreed yeah, to that. I've been boo-booed before for free alcohol. 
Explain. Jesus. Now you gotta get the context. We're gonna finish this story, then we're gonna take a small break and then finish the thing up. But I wanna hear this story. A do you know what a boobluge is? I don't know these things. So a boobluge is when a girl like lies on her back and then you squeeze your boobs together and somebody pours alcohol. You never heard of that? And you drink alcohol for, like and you like take a shot. So you did it on someone or you No, somebody did it to me. So it better been like a like a top mean? of the line vodka or I something mean, like that. I was just like like laying there on my like back and a girl was like taking uh, shots out of my belly button and then some guy was like taking boobluges off. Those two people at once? And what, they, what kind of alcohol did they give you? Uh, I think it was like Tito's. Like a whole bottle? Or just like, it was a fat bottle. Okay, okay. It wasn't a 750. I was going to say, if it was like, like, if they give you like a little shooter a or something like that. It was ridiculous. I mean, I think they, they drank like maybe like a quarter of it, but it was still a lot. Like it still held me over for like a little bit. <laughs> Jesus. I was fine with it. But like, do you want alcohol? I'm like, yeah, like, do you want to do boo I'm like. Was it like at a party or like a bar? No, it was at a party. Okay, so I was going to say, like at a bar. I was like, how the hell did yeah. this go down? My boyfriend's not going to like it because it was like a hockey boys, but it's fine. <laughs> Just don't show up the podcast. <laughs> she has to shout it out. I know. We gotta get the support. Yo, honestly, he's probably not. he's gonna skim through. Just put the time, put the timestamps. Be like, don't Danielle, listen Danielle, to this Danielle, part. Danielle, we'll, Danielle, we'll put Danielle, a timestamp there or something. You really skip to this part. No. Chase. Yo, and then time say Chase. Don't listen. Oh no, put something he doesn't really like, like something like a topic he can't stand. Be like, and just put it like in that timestamp. Doesn't go over it. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, we'll take a break. We'll be right back uh, <laughs> and finish this up. All right, yeah. Welcome back. Uh, that was a quick break. The next uh, topic we're going to talk about is uh, Danielle and Demar's forte, uh, which is... Hey, you too, buddy. <laughs> listen, is relationships. For those that don't know, um, Danielle helped me. Demar as well, but Danielle recently because she's a cool person. She helped me uh, understand uh, life and letting go. And that's something that I really appreciate. So I just wanted to get into a relationship and there's a guy and a girl here. So I wanted to ask you, what do you look for in a girl? Like what makes a good woman? That's a question I always ask a guy. I'm like, what, what, what makes, makes a good woman? What makes a good woman for Bro, you? Not in general, up. but what makes a good woman for you? If, like, you could say and that. how do you go about uh, uh, getting a girlfriend? Yeah. Okay, so for getting a girlfriend, I've only done it twice ever. <laughs> one time in middle school, and then one time... Don't talk about that one. One time in college. So, both coincidentally the same exact name. Really? Kind of so weird. which one do you think was your most more serious relationship, the middle um, school? Yeah, definitely this one. <laughs> Technically the one in middle school was a year and a half. We probably went like six times ever. <laughs> she actually goes to the Rambo too, which is kind of sus, but... Um, yeah, so I guess we're looking for a girl. You just want someone that's like, I guess for me, someone that's compatible and to talk to. Mm-hmm. So like, like when it comes to like, obviously there's always physical appearance and stuff like that. It always yeah. comes into mind. Does that matter? I mean, at first, yes. I think it's like the first to meet a person. So there's a difference between like hooking up with someone and like for just pure physical appearance. But yeah. like, you know, you're not compatible. But if you you're friends with somebody at first. Exactly. So like, I think I always want to be friends with the person first to mm-hmm. see if I'm compatible that way. Mm-hmm. So like, that's the way I went about it. Like post high school. Like, I was in, like, a rough spot, so, like, I was trying to, like, kind of force it. Yeah. And, like, trying to force things to people. And, like, literally, like, the month or two after I started, like, I was just like, fuck it, I don't care. That's when it happens. That's when it happens. Yeah. And I met, like, I met Alyssa, who we dated for three and a half years now. Like, Shout out. So, we met through an app called House Party, and it was kind of just <gasps> from there. Oh, I loved House Party. It was, like, a friend of a friend we met through. It was kind yeah. of weird. It was, like, three different friends. Like, it was weird. But yeah. we started talking, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, it just comes naturally. You just see, like, the yeah. person's compatible and stuff like that. So, I guess, like... You have to be friends with the person first is my best yeah. recommendation. So when you, like, and Alyssa met, did you instantly think that you could see yourself dating her? Or was it kind of just strictly, okay, like, like let's that, be friends? Like, literally the third time I hung out with her. Like, we, so we talked for two months before we even hung uh, out. Okay. So we talked as, like, 
friends and we yeah. only speak on TikTok. Yeah. So like we talk house prior, party. House party, sorry. Yeah. We'd only talk on house party. I got the maps confused. <laughs> but we'd only talk there. And all of a sudden I was like, this is so weird. Why don't we just FaceTime? And I was like, my way to just get the number. Yeah. But then after that I just became like just getting more comfortable with the yeah. person. And I kinda like that better. But then like the first time we hung out, I asked her to be my girlfriend on third date. Aww. So like it was kinda that's like so people would call it rush, but like I knew for No, two and a half that's that's completely fine. Yeah, so it's like two and a half months. I feel like it's so much better to be friends with the person because I feel like when you're friends with the person they kind of know more about you mm-hmm. you know you're you can be you don't have to be so scared about showing exactly, them who you yeah. are I mean my boyfriend and I we were friends for three years and now whenever I do something stupid like he doesn't get, so he, does, like he doesn't get he doesn't get like scared this man has literally watched me fall down the stairs jump through windows like like he's seen me do the dumbest fucking shit he one time couldn't find me for three hours I was passed out in his shower Christ. and he's like oh there's this she bitch. was giving him hints for three years <laughs> yeah right like yo dude I'm in your but, shower right but now. it's like <laughs> I can like say stupid shit to him and he's not phased by it because he's known me for so mm-hmm. long so I feel like even if we stop dating and stuff we would have something to fall back on not saying that if we ever do knock on wood eh, yeah, if he's, yeah. <laughs> another, another time <laughs> <laughs> so I heard Dimar's perspective um what about you, Miss Danielle Mandel? Um, I think after being in countless relationships, I think that I have learned and to be with somebody else, it's that you kind of have to, you can have your own ways of thinking and treating somebody else, but it's understanding. You know, you don't have to match somebody else's love language. Everybody has different love languages. Like mine is words of affirmation and action. Like, you can tell me all this bullshit, like, say you love me and stuff, but there's no action behind it, I'm not going to fucking care about it. But that doesn't mean that my love language and the way I receive it is going to be the same for him. That's 100% facts. So what do you, what do you say about, and yours is technically long distance. Yeah. So what do you, how do you stress things like effective communication? And feeling appreciated, how do you make sure that you get what you want? I mean, I, I, I don't get that because my boyfriend has never been in a relationship before. And then at the end of the day, it's kind of like... Do you communicate that? Oh, yeah. I always communicate that. One thing I kind of started to do is that I'm going to stop telling people what to do. Because I feel like if you tell somebody what to do, they're going to do it. They're going to do it for you. They're not going to do it for them. Mm-hmm. So I stopped telling my boyfriend what to do, but, and he's like, you know, like, we haven't really been, like, arguing or anything. I'm like, you can. I'm like, I'm going to let you do whatever you want. And then I'm going to see you for who you really are. I don't have very little patience. And he's like... Oh, Danielle, I feel like this is an ultimatum. It's not an ultimatum. I've been through this so many times. I've been cheated on. You know, I've been hurt. I've been lied to. So it's kind of like, I don't put up with it. I feel like when it's out of obligation, it's not like... Yeah. Like, I don't want to make, like... He used to not compliment me every day or, like, not make me feel good. Because he's like, you should know that I like you because you're in a relationship with me. That's not the way that it works. Mm -hmm. That's so fucking stupid. You should constantly want to go out of your way. My mom always tells me... She's like, it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter how long you've been with the person, you should always be with somebody who you kind of always have to chase. Because just because you have somebody, it doesn't mean it's not as easy to lose them. You should be complacent once you get yeah. there. Just like, the title, you shouldn't be just yeah. like, oh, I'm Like, I'm not saying that after a year or two, like, everything's going to be just the same. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not always going to be the honeymoon phase. Everyone's going to have their arguments. But at the end of the day, it's you two working together. It's about you two getting over that. As hard as it is, I mean, mm. I was so lazy in my last relationship. So fucking lazy, and I regret that every single day. But now I applied that shit and what I learned from that to this one. 
because I never want to make that mistake again. And I think that's something that I really enjoy about, even though I have been in a lot of relationships, something that I've taken away from it is that I have the experience to know what I want, what I deserve. Because if you've never, my, my really good friend, she's only been in one relationship, her husband treats her like shit. But she thinks in her mind, that's okay. Because you don't know, you don't, you, don't, you don't see anything else different. So when people are like, oh my God, this is my first boyfriend, my first girlfriend, and we're going to get married and stuff because I love him so much. But you've never experienced another kind of love. But do you say that as being a friend? Like, that's your... I, I say that constantly. I'm very honest about that stuff. You know? Because imagine if... Okay, so if you're with a girl and she treats you like shit, but you constantly make excuses for her. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not directing anything at you, but I'm just saying if you're with a girl and she treats you like shit and you constantly, and you constantly make excuses for her, would you still be in that relationship? If like, would you still let Dittmar be in the same relationship if a girl was doing that to him? She no. told me that once. I said, yeah. what, I was asking Danielle for advice. I don't re- usually do that. You know that. But I'm, I, you know, I go up and down through stuff. You know how I have two, yeah. three years of a different type of relationship. But, um, Danielle said, I said, what do you, she said, if that was Jared or Tim or Ralph, what would you say to them? So then I stood back for a second. I was like, I never thought about it. So like, why would you like... Do it yourself and put up with Yeah, that. why do you think you don't deserve that kind I of happiness? Like what's the, the breaking point then? Like you said, you stopped, you stopped going back. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine because yeah. I think that's going to make your boyfriend more aware of what yeah. he's not doing. So... What's the point where you're like, F it, like, that's it? I stopped telling people. That's what I start. No, but what's doing. the point where you're like, this is done? Like, I can't commit I think to it's this. when you constantly tell somebody else about your problems, you want them to, like, give you the right advice. Reciprocate. And, and reciprocate. And but then when I was in my last relationship, I would constantly complain to my friends. Like, Daniel, you know what? You have to figure this out. Because if I took my friend's advice and broke up with my boyfriend six months before I actually did, I would have regretted it. I would have blamed her. That wasn't my you breaking point. You that. have to be 100% okay and reach your breaking point. My boyfriend cheated on me so many times. He treated me like so much dirt. And I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, why didn't I do it? Because that wasn't my breaking point. Because when you're in a relationship with somebody, you always want to see that silver lining. You always want to see, okay, you if give chance. you want to always do it because Damn. you love them so much. But then it's kind of like, even though you want to give it to them, you know you can't. You that, can build the power to do it too. Yeah. Like, like you could be in a relationship with somebody for three or four years and it's so fucking abusive, but there comes a point for you where it just clicks one day and you're like, you know what? That's it. It doesn't have to be something that you think about. You kind of just keep dealing with it and dealing with it and dealing with it. And one day you're like, you know what? That's it. That's all you have to do. But what if the person is good? I know, you know, you, yeah. you've talked about it a lot in terms of cheating and stuff like that. What if that's not there? Like, what if... That's not there, but it's just something that's phasing out. What's your breaking point then? Mm, what do you mean phasing? Like, like what if, for example, right now you're stressing communication. You're not going to force anyone to hit you up or communicate with you. So how long of that, of just bad communication, will be like, Danielle will say, I'm done. Like, this when I start thinking about being with other people. Because I think when you're in a relationship with somebody, you don't want to make jokes about going on dates with guys. But I have guys hitting me up all the time saying that. I'm not acting on it, but the second I start saying, you know, maybe I could, then I'll be like, you know what? That's not right. Because then you know that there's a problem in your own relationship. Yeah. But do you voice that first or do you just, Oh, I voice it all the time. I always tell him like, yeah, there's this guy who's been like hitting me up and he really wants to take me out for dinner. And my boyfriend's like, would you go? I'm like, start treating me like the person that I am. You know, one thing I really hate about people, both, both guys and girls is the fact that people only realize what they have after they lost something. And that's Amen. the... But then that, sometimes people, I think people want, like, also think, like, they, they think, miss the thought of it, too. Yeah, it's like, I think that's so fucked up 
Because I feel like when you're in a relationship with somebody, you should be completely obsessed with them. You should want to just right. devote everything you have to yeah. them. And one thing that I always do in relationships, I give 130% because I know they'll never give it back to me. But I don't care. As long as you but don't give it Yeah, as long as I did. So right. That makes sense. But what about, because I can say the same thing. You know what I'm talking about. I can say the same thing as far as giving 100, 200%. I don't ask for it back, but don't you ask for appreciation and yeah. things like, at least if communicate with me, if you don't have that, then, you know, things are not going to work. I think communication is always one of the biggest things. Communication just, is a great thing. Just fucking tell me. That's it. I'm the most understanding human being in the entire world. If you sit me down and you tell me something and you don't lie to my face, I'll be like, let's get through it. Now it's like, if I even get a red flag, I'm like, are you lying to me? I don't trust people. My boyfriend tells me he loves me. I'm like, no, you don't. Because action. You got to show it. Thank you. It's always about action. It's always You can even, and people are always complaining yeah. and saying there's so many excuses like, oh my God, we're in a long distance relationship. You know, if you want to make time for your friend or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, then you will. One thing, I, one of my biggest biggest pet peeves are when people are like oh i'm with my friends i can't be on my phone that is such fucking bullshit like do you really want to be friends with people who are like oh my god you're such a fucking dick and you're so gay to like talk to your girlfriend be like no fuck you this is my girl i love her fuck you sorry that you guys don't have it like it doesn't matter and then you would want to bring your girlfriend along with your friends have everybody be friends so it's not even weird yeah, exactly. We got, I, got, I got to that point. Yeah. I got to that point with Alyssa where, like, she, she's comfortable yeah. with my friends all the time. Yeah. Exactly. She, like, messes with them and stuff. Like, Veronica's never going to be like, oh, you're so gay for talking to your girlfriend. No, you're not. You guys have been together for so fucking long. Exactly. You deserve to be happy, and he should be happy for you. And if he doesn't, then fuck him. Exactly. His dick just got two inches smaller just by <laughs> saying yeah, that yeah, shit. That means it's at one inch. That's the, di- <laughs> that's the difference. You're kind of overshooting, probably point five. That's honestly the difference and why it's kind of scary for me to d- be dating because my boyfriend's the same age as me. Because I feel like there's a huge difference between, I know it doesn't factor into it, but like this guy just graduated from college. So did you. I know, but like, I've always been used to dating mature men, not my ex. Danielle wants that 50 year old. I want. CPA. Two kids. Tennis player. Two kids. Tennis tennis (laughs) Danielle's like, that's my type. Living like so I want to live on my, I want to get, I want to get a bigger boat. Like that's what I want. I think. I don't want to date a, I don't want to date a boy. That's my thing. I don't want to date a man. But not a man. Age means no. Age doesn't mean that. Is, like sometimes, like I guess it can be a factor. But I think mostly it just depends on the person and yeah. their experiences and no. how they and how they think emotionally and mentally. Because you can be somebody who just like lost their virginity and they're with the person they give everything to the somebody. But then you can have the same per, same thing with a different guy. Treats the girl like shit. It all depends on what I think is really fucking annoying but it kind of makes sense is that you can see relationships and people who have been married for like 30 40 years they get divorced and the wife constantly begs for attention but then the ex-husband starts dating some girl 20 younger 20 years younger and he gives her everything yeah maybe something that i've learned is that maybe you just aren't the person willing like that they are willing to do that for and, sometimes and that's not compatibility no and it's so it. and it's not it doesn't have to do with compatibility it's like Maybe you are not the best for him and maybe he's not the best for you. And that's the worst thing ever, but it's just accepting it. Because I even told my boyfriend, like, if you aren't willing to do these things, maybe you're not willing to do that for me. Maybe you're willing to do that for somebody else. And that's completely fine because I think the difference between people who are, like, in love and who say that they're in love and not, it's, you know, even if they're happy, it's okay if that's not with you. I think it's just that kind of acceptance. Because if you break up with somebody and they're, like, obsessed with you and they're so angry, they don't really love you. Because they're one of those people that are like, oh, I don't want her to be happy if that's not with me. I think that's so fucking stupid. Just accept it and move on. 
Because if it's not with you, it's going to be with somebody who makes them so much happier. Oh, and why don't you want the person that you love to be happy? Even exactly, if, and it's not with you. As sad as it is, it's depressing. It's going to break your heart. That's something that Danielle taught me. It's, Amen. It's scary. I mean, like, I, I, I mean, trust. Like, it took me, like, three years to get over my first boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It was, I was miserable. I was so fucking sad. I didn't want it to be with anybody else. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, Why? Like, why would I not want that person to be happy even though it's not with me? Even though I couldn't give him all that. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you want somebody to do that? Yeah, for sure. I think it, like, I, was, I told Ron the whole time, like, when he was going through his stuff, I was just yeah. like, make sure that the effort is given on both sides. Yeah. And if it's not, don't Don't like settle. It's so sad when people give each other excuses. It's like, you're in a long-distance relationship. Who fucking cares? Send the person a text. Call Send them randomly. Like, do yeah. something. See, that, that, because he brought that up. With my thing, it was... I was doing, because I had to, the circumstances were as such, where I was doing 100, 200. It's not like I'm counting, but I was going above Yeah, but you could tell. Just to make it work. Yeah. You're really nothing But back. the communication wasn't there. I was not, and then on top of that, towards the end of it, because it was on off. First, yeah. you know, obviously you're in the bubble, but yeah. on off. And then it's like you're making time for your friends, Yeah. but Ronak isn't in the picture. Yeah. But where I was wrong, which you taught me, is I would get angry. Like, when I say angry, I mean, like, I'd be like... I'm direct as a person. You don't, so like, you don't at like first, angry Ronald. <laughs> at first, I would start off, and it's not like I'm just straight up. I'll be like, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. And she wasn't able to take criticism. Yeah. But it was me then, me ending up being like, whatever, like, it's okay. Like, so many things, you know? Yeah. Like, I'd get a text, be like, you're more than I ever wanted. You know, like, this is everything. But text after text, and then it was just arguing about, like, yeah. you know, uh, random things uh, uh, in life. But it was me putting in the work, which yeah. I, I'm fine with. I said that. Yeah. But the end of it was me because, you know, circumstances happen. I was like, look, if I'm doing this much, I'm fine with that. But just let me know that, like, when we can take things seriously, then you're there. Yeah. Her, hers was like a whole, like, parents thing, you know, so that I had to deal with. Yeah. You know, like, if you're at my house all the time, that's fine. My people are welcome. Yeah. But it's different with certain people, so... I, that's what I said. I said, look, if we're serious, and I never said we'll be together. I said, yeah. if we're together in five years, just give me the commitment that you'll back me. And then from that day, things just started going down, and I was like, I'm I feel like I've seen a big um, change in your personality over like the last few months, where like you like mental health wise, you've just been like been able to like be accepting of that, and it's like shown by just accepting like what's going on. Hundred percent. I think that's Danielle's help. By the way, thank you. I know my let, boys are always. Let there, me but. let me read something too. This actually helped me a lot. About three years ago, I found this quote somewhere. It's called. It, this is what it is. It's like best advice my nineteen-year-old roommate gave me. Just give him three days. Wait three days. No texts. No calls. No nothing. Then see if he comes back. And the girl responds, "What if I can't wait three days though?" And the girl responds. You see, the thing is, you keep running back to him and he gets off on it. He knows he's going to have you coming back to him. Why not give him three days and make him realize, oh shit, it's serious. I'm losing her. And the girl responds, what if he doesn't even come back? Then why would you want to be with somebody that doesn't want you? Why would you want to be with somebody like that? Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I even, I did. I feel that, but when you're going through it, it's, it's like, you don't so see hard. That. Because Which is why, I, it was always me back forth hitting him. And She'd hit me up, I'd hit her. And you know what's the sad thing? It's like, when a person gives 200% and then you stop giving it, you feel miserable because you're like, oh my God, they're That's not. That's all I was doing. And all that you're thinking about in the back of your mind is like, oh my God, like, how are they doing? Like, why aren't they like this? Like, why aren't they okay? Yes. And you just constantly want want to care for them. But then at the end of the day, it's like, why don't, why don't I have that? Yeah. My boyfriend doesn't reassure me. I'll be like, babe, like, I'm not feeling well. He goes like, that sucks. 
That's just how so he is. That's, as a person, I know myself, and I know that when I was... More. And I did more. Like, I would never... Yeah. I was the one that was there. The worst part, this is where I knew that, like, it was like... It didn't make sense. Anytime, you know, people need me, my friends, you, anyone. Yeah. I'm there. But I was going through a lot at Ramapo at the time. And uh, with my family, too. And I brought it up. And she looked at me and she's like, maybe you should, like, see someone. Like, I, That's what my boyfriend said to me. Not like someone else. Like, maybe you should, like, go. See like, a therapist. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I, of course I How? can do that. But who, if I'm giving you my shoulder, now is the time. Like, why would you not want to do that? Exactly. It's kind of like... It's kind of like you think that you're somebody's burden. I'm not somebody's charity case. I keep telling him that I'm like, I'm not your charity case. Like, no, yeah. but if you need help and if you think you're fucked up, then you should do it. Why would you not tell me that I'm not fucked up? Like, why wouldn't you tell me that I'm I'm not like that? Or and just that I'm, be there. Just be there. See, that's that's where at like just you're significant other needs to be like your first right. therapist. Like, yeah. not like a therapist, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like you don't need somebody there. to fix your problems. You just need someone to fucking be there and tell you, you know what? Yeah. Fuck that. And take I didn't team know. effort, not so Yeah, exactly. You just need somebody to be there and tell tell you you're fucking stupid. Don't fucking think that way. You're fucking great. Mm-hmm. Have that person to turn around and be like, fuck that shit. Like, even though my, my ex, he was really fucking toxic and shit, and we had a very intense talk. To- I, I we had a toxic. Very, Let's like, not... I, 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 as, I, I'm the clear-cut definition yeah. of toxic, but it happened, and I look back. Yeah. I used to get mad. I used to be up at night. Like, should I say sorry again? And I'm like, no. nah. I said what I said. What I said was truthful. How yeah. I said it might have been wrong if I get... You know how I talk. That's yeah. how I am. That's my lingo. But at the end of the day, like, I did what I had to, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel, I, you know, I wish the best, obviously, but... Yeah. Now say your worth. Yeah. Exactly, and I appreciate that. But now is the point where I say, that happened, it's process of letting go. Yeah. But now I'm about action. So if I am looking in the future and in getting into something, what's a girl's perspective on how... Because right now, I f- suck in the DMs. Yeah. But I'm in the DMs, like, 100 a day. Yo, so I... I'm just sitting out like, yo, you want to get spaghetti with me? Shit like that. So but I... I, I don't fuck with people who DM. I just think that's kind of like... Unless you guys live in completely different places yeah, yeah, and stuff. Like, I DM girls but, in like Marrakesh. So for me, whenever yeah. like this, this dentist guy like reached out to me and stuff. And he was like, hey, like I think you're really great. You know, I really want to get to know you. you but it wasn't like... <laughs> it wasn't one of those things. It didn't sound like a hookup. He even told me, he goes, yeah, I really want to get to know you. Like I really want to talk to you. Like let me take you out. You know, it's... It's not straight sex. You know yeah. what I mean? It's so easy to get caught up in that. Like, go out mm. for dinner and you'd be like, oh, I have to sleep with this person. No. Be friends with somebody and did go you? out. What? No, I didn't sleep with him. No, oh. did you Did you go out to dinner with Oh, him? no, I, I'm, like, thinking about it. Depends if my boyfriend's, like, treating me well. But then at that point, I think I'm just going to break up with him because why go out with somebody else when it's not your man at that point? 100%. I don't... I like... I don't, see, you're direct. I don't... What I like about that is I'm direct, but... In my last, she can give criticism, but the second I gave it, it's like she can't handle it. You know why? Because for her, I feel like it was kind of like an ultimatum. It's like, either do this or I'm gone. It's like... But it's not. It's not. It's like, why don't you want to fucking care about somebody? And you know what? Maybe that... It's definitely not your... It's not meant to be. It's not your fucking fault at all. She just wasn't the person who was willing to give that to you. That's fine. And that's so fucking hard to accept. It is. I know. Because... Danielle always... Clear cut like now, it's kind of, I just have no patience. Like my boyfriend, like I haven't talked to him in a while. If he doesn't want to talk to me, he doesn't have to. Do whatever you want. I don't get mad at him anymore. I'm like, oh, if you want to go hang out with your friends and then you know that I go to bed at 9 o'clock every day for work and then you don't put time aside to talk to me, it's fine. 
Because you're okay with us not talking all the time. You're fine with that. But don't you want it? But don't you want it? Don't you want to talk to somebody every day? Even when we were just friends and flirting and stuff, he didn't talk to me every day. He's like, I just had nothing to say to you. When you like somebody, you should always want to talk to them. Even if it's about the dumbest shit ever. He could so how, how, because you said no DMs, what's the other way? Like, should I message them and be like, you know, like some, the way I talk, you know, is that what I'm supposed to do? Like, what am I supposed to say? Mm, I don't know. I think it's just kind of like, you know how I talk. What it do, baby? Yeah, Ron, I just straight up. What really? Baby girl, are we, are we going to dinner? Like, that's it. And if they're like, no, 100 out of 100 times, it's no. Yeah. But that's the way I am. Well, I think when you text somebody and you're like, hey, baby girl, or you're no, like, no, hey, I don't sexy. text that. Yeah, but like, I'm saying like, in, that's my, that's how I talk. You can, in real life, I'm like, I think you're cool. Like, I want to get to know you. Yeah, just be like, hey, like, I'm in the area and stuff. Like, if you really want to, I, I found this really cool place. Like, would you be down to, like, go try it out sometime? And if you're not feeling us hanging out, that's fine. Just be super neutral. Give them an out option. Yeah, exactly. It's all about the out option. Cause I like it, that. Because if you're out, if you DM a girl, goes, let's go out to dinner. Like, let's do this sexy. Like, let's do this. It's like... Is, is she able gonna say no? Can she say no? No, absolutely. Just really keep it so fucking neutral. Be like, hey, like, I think you, like, I really love your Instagram feed. Like, I would totally love to get to know you. Blah, blah, blah. Like, have an interest in her. Don't be like, I want to take you out for dinner for me. It's not one of those so things. So, Rana, your, your mission next time, uh, next podcast or next podcast, try it out in a few girls and let us know what Yeah. I'm gonna send that exact message out and I will keep you guys updated yeah. for sure. I like that. Because yeah. usually I'm straight up. Like if I see right, that sort of Well, see, like works. that's fine for you to be straight up when you actually meet the girl and you guys are hanging out. You go. Confident, confident. One hundred eighty percent. Once she's like, yeah, the real I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't do stuff for fun. I don't go mm-hmm. around and I don't. You yeah. know how I am. Yeah. And I'm a boring person. I'm about my money. I'm sure. I, you know what I mean, though. Like I'm simple. Like you won't catch me out at a club. Like I'm, I'm. In that regards, like yeah, but in terms of like, I don't generality. You're not. But well, that's if you get to know me. So like, do you? First. So do you think that if you date a girl, does she have to be kind of minimalistic thinking as you, no, or is that I'm fine? Cool. Like I'm hundred percent. Like, I think. Do you think it's just more about accepting? It's fine if she's different no, than you. Yeah, then that's I'm, fine. I'm but rather, having that, I'd, I'd rather be different because it's more yeah. variety. Yeah. Sometimes you live like this. Sometimes I go out with you. Yeah. But as far as like, I mean, that's just not my, like I don't go out like every week. You just gotta take a backseat because sometimes I feel like you're very like I need to be in control of the situation. Like I feel That's like what you, you say, I like, hate no, not not like that, like not like like that. But I feel like you always you always need to be like have a say or like it's like you like going with the flow with you. It's just like sometimes it's not your vibe. So like maybe like having that mindset with a girl is just a way to like look at it. Right, and that's because Dimar always said that, and like I look at like my past, like things I'd say, and I wasn't really like things were how she wanted it to be. Yeah, I'm a quote unquote simp. But that, I was fine with that. You know? that wasn't that relationship. I can't in stand when guys say simp. I think that's so fucking stupid. I don't stupid. even know what it means. It means simpleton. Somebody who's stupid Wait, a enough. What? A simpleton. Somebody who's stupid <laughs> enough. <laughs> I, the, the only reason I say it is because all my friends, shout out Josh Booker, call me a simp. I don't know what it means. Simpleton. It's a person who's simple-minded. Somebody who's so but fucking... But I'm simple-minded. No, it's like stupid. Somebody who's stupid enough... Because when you think about it, it's like, oh, you're simping for your girl. The, it's, give the definition. So... What, I was doing... I'm not a when somebody, this. so if I call, if I say like, oh my god, you're a sim for Alyssa, that means you're gonna do absolutely everything in your power to make sure that you're super nice to her and for something in exchange. That exchange, no, but everything you said before that. I think for like simp is like someone that like just like gets on their hands and knees for yeah. girl does what they want. If you're one of my people, whether that be my boys or like someone, a girlfriend of mine, yeah, I will go the world without asking for something back. Aww. 
So that's why I want people, you know, people like Josh. Josh loves to call me that. Yeah. Josh calls me that, but it doesn't bother me because like no. I don't care. No. I don't care. So that's just how it is. question: What do you think? I know it can be hard for some people, but what is something that you think is something that has like stopped you from being in a long-term relationship? I mean, it was. It's been like two years. Like, do you think it's... Two years and then yeah. a year of toxic. Like, I'm somebody who's very stubborn, but I have learned, as hard as it is, to fucking bend myself a little bit to listen. It is so... I hate when people kind of argue with me. I hate being told what to do. I hate being looked down upon. I've been in enough relationships where I feel like the man is more in control than I am. So, as hard as it is, I've learned to, even though I want to be stubborn, yeah. I've learned to listen because that's the way a relationship works. Is even though you can be so set in your ways, it's all about trying for the other person. 100%. I think, to answer your question, I think it's compromise. Yeah. You have to be able to be with someone who's willing to be like, sometimes it, we have to sit and talk about strengths, weaknesses, and how are we going to make this work. Yeah. But if you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing to be like the person you're with, if you're not willing to sit down and be like, I'm not going to keep telling you to communicate, and they're not even, because to them, they could be like, that's a compromise, even though it's not. Yeah, Communication it's not. is not a compromise. That's what I struggled with in my last. Yeah. I shouldn't have to ask you to communicate. No. You should compromise want Compromise comes from other things. Yeah. You know, like, I know you guys are long distance, so it's like, that's different. But comp- you have to be willing to work on it. If you think everything's going to be perfect or I'm going to do everything, eventually it's going to break. Yeah. And it's shy. Yeah. That's why there was that year of toxicness yeah. that you lived through. Yeah, but I guess everything wants it to change. Really? Why do you think that is? Like, it'll just be, like, extra chances. Like Sometimes I'll be like, chances. yo, I hit her up. Sometimes she'd hit me up. The last time was before COVID. She hit me up. And, like, I was really into it. Like, I went to her. We chilled. We vibed for a little. Like, one, two days. And then we were back to FaceTiming. Yeah. Like, you know, FaceTiming. And then, like, little things just didn't make sense to me. I'm like, yeah. you I just feel like... When I, one of my friends recently asked me for advice about like breaking up with his girlfriend or not, and he, I was just like, if you're gonna break up with her, make sure it's like one clean time, because if you get into that habit of like constantly, you know, like the con, like, it was like like it was after like seeing with him, but like just in general, like you're gonna get into like that toxic, yeah. like just nonstop breaking up back together. Yeah, and, like, that, that's, that point, it's me, like though, unlivable. And for me, and, though, I just want. And that's when you weird. try to find your breaking point. Yeah, like that's not your breaking point, like. Whenever, what I've kind of learned is that when you're in a relationship with somebody and you really start thinking about wanting to break up with them, voice that to them instantly. Be like, bro, like, this is how I'm feeling. You know, don't change for me. Change because you want to. Change because you want to make this work. Because what I think a lot of people do is that they feel like they need to show you all these good and happy times and they give you everything all at once and then that's it. What I think... The way that some people in relationships work is that in the beginning of every relationship, they treat each other the way that they want to be treated. Right. And then by the end, they start treating each other the way that they make each other feel. Yeah. So if my I'm boyfriend cheats on me and it like constantly makes me feel distant, by the end of the relationship, I'm going to start doing that. Every relationship is different. Every, nobody's going to be the same. Nobody's going to give you an exact mirror image of, of what, what you, you want. want. No, no one's going to do but that. you have to work on it. Yeah, you have to find that compromise. If, if I told my boyfriend, I'm like, I want you to call me every day. And he's like, no, can I call See, you? See, that's not a hard thing. Like, no. You could game every day. Yeah. This is the stuff I have to deal with. I'm like, why do I have to ask you to communicate? Like, and if you don't want to work on it, then let me know. But don't keep that on-off stuff, yeah. you know? Don't give me everything all at once. I don't believe in the honeymoon yeah. phase. Like, it's I'm- 100%. If you had to give one final piece of advice people get into relationships, what is the number one thing to keep in mind? Don't DM. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Don't settle. Don't settle? Don't yeah. Settle. Like Again, that. don't give your give yourself the listen to the advice that he gives to your best friend. 
like if I was being cheated on, you're like Danielle, like and like something bad was happening to you too, you'd be like, Danielle, don't don't be with somebody who cheats no, on you. Yeah. But then I'd be like, no, like I'm gonna constantly make excuses. But then I know for a fact that if you were with somebody who's cheating on you, you'd be like, fuck that person. They don't deserve your worth. Know your worth. Listen to the advice you would give to somebody I like else. I like that. It's nice. Yeah. It's yeah. like the it's like the um uh No, it makes sense. It's it's Look at it as, yeah. as, as if someone else... Is you you can't that. force somebody to stay in your life. If they want to, they will stay. Exactly. If you pull away, they'll come back. Like, they'll, they'll want you. And if they don't, it's fine. Then that's fine. It's fine. Because yeah. if they can go a few days without Shut talking up. to you, give them a few more. Because you know what? I'm fine. Because you know what? I'm going to be with somebody who's going to be obsessed with me. going to be with somebody who wants to, you know, take time out of their day to make me feel good. In psychology, there's that phase. I, I was reading about it like three weeks ago. Every relationship has that point where both of you guys feel like this is done, even yeah. if you're married. Yeah. But the people that are really willing to make it work understand that that's going to happen, yeah. but we're just going to back each other. Yeah. And then that face builds up again. That's the one thing I really... It's the bubble. Once yeah. that bubble's popped, everyone's like, holy cow. Now what do we do? Just because you fall out of love. I, but that... if you really love them, you'll make it work. One thing that I kind of always enjoyed and what thing that I really just took a lot of appreciation was to was towards arranged marriages because there are a lot of people who are in arranged marriages they don't love each other but it's not about that it's about being able to be committed to your teammate you don't have to love them but you know it's about being committed to your teammate how far are you willing to go to make that person be in your life and make them feel good even if you guys aren't in love my parents have been married for 25 years really they got an arranged marriage they met 30 minutes before making the agreement. <laughs> look what happened. And they yeah. love each other. Yeah. They go out on dates. They go to the picnic. They love each other. 25 years. People bash on me because like Indian people sometimes yeah. do that. They bash on me. But I'm like, yo, my parents are 25 years in love for real. Mm -hmm. Shout out to them. Two kids. That's one great. is good. One is not that good. That's <laughs> But fine. even if they loved each other or not, it's kind of just about being there for your teammate. Cause it just happened that they did. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know... As hard as it is, and you know, love is very difficult, but if you love somebody, it's simple. It shouldn't be constant up and downs. Obviously, yeah. you guys are going to fight. Obviously, you're going to have it. That's but completely in the different. back of your head, you know it's going to work. But it's not you two against the problem. Yeah. I mean, it's not like each other. Yeah. It's you two against that issue. That it's you issue. two working together 100%. to get rid of that problem. Because why would you want something so small, such petty things to get into the way of a long-term commitment? A good, yeah. It's a team thing. That's mentality. You both yeah. have to think that. Though. Yeah. And if it's sad, it's and it's sad when somebody doesn't. Because then all you have to do, like, again, just don't talk to the person for a day. Stop giving them exactly what they want. They're like, oh my God, like, why aren't you talking to me every day? Because why should I? Why should I make myself exhausted for you? I do that in every relationship. I make myself entirely exhausted. I like I start I like actually like waited for my boyfriend till one o'clock in the morning to call me. I'd work and I had to wake up at five. And that was like exhausting for me. See, but that's now it's like kinda where like, as a friend I'd be like, yo, you're doing too much, leave it. Oh yeah, I know. Put that on D and D. I haven't I haven't texted him in like four hours and he's been like blowing up my phone. I'll be like He's gonna listen to his podcast and be like, I really need to work on like, this. Be like, uh, uh, Chase, like, skip all this part, but listen to this. <laughs> listen to this little thing. I really need to work on this. Yeah. He's gonna text her right after if the audio and works. And it's sad because you have people who don't need to be told that. There are people there who are just just as caring as you are. Yeah. But it's kind of like the chances of you finding that sometimes feel so small that you put up with this bullshit because you feel like. Even though, I remember I was like watching this show one time and there's this woman, she was like, oh my God, she was with this really abusive ex-husband and people were like, 
why are you with that person? You deserve better. It's not about, you know, if you want to be happy or not. It's kind of, you feel like that's just what you deserve. If that makes sense. 100%. I agree. And that's so sad because yeah. you've been broken down so much by this one person to prevent you from having a lifetime of happiness. I think that's so fucking stupid. Fuck that person. Legit. 100%. Because you know what? One thing I really enjoyed finding out is that they will always crawl back to what was best. And you know what? That's always going to be you. And if they don't, And you know what? Fine. Because at the end of the day, if that girl or whoever in your past, she could be dating some guy, no chance in hell is she not going to be thinking about you. There's going to be so many times that she's going to be comparing him to you. So many fucking times. She doesn't have to reach out to you, but just know for a fact that she's doing that because you know that for a fact that you're giving yourself 130, a million percent, and he's not even going to be giving half of that. And I wish she gives 200%. And you know, and you want to be that for I her. Wish it, yeah. And you want to be that for her, but you know that you can't. Because you know, Frank, you're, you're not going to get that back. So let her live, let her do her thing, let her find her happiness, her unhappiness. Yeah, that's not her, that's not your issue anymore. 100%. You do you. Real shit, right? Yeah, you do you. Fuck that person. Danielle really knows the. I guess. <laughs> this is why she's a special, special <laughs> guest. Yeah. For real. Um, we can wrap up soon. Uh, uh, Mm. How do you want to wrap this today? I think we just keep that with stuff. I think we're good. We were just going to do a food recommendation. Yeah. Juicy platters, obviously. Oh, okay. That's I kind of want to... It's two blocks away from my house. Of course I fucking love juicy platters. There it is. Danielle goes to juicy platters and Danielle knows a lot about you food. Want good, you want a good halal with a juicy. Oh, isn't there like another place like halal? Halal guys. Halal 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 guys. It's much, people. much better. 53rd and 6th only. But um, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Thank you to... Danielle Mandel for giving us tennis insight and uh, <laughs> life insight, job insight, mostly relationship insight because Danielle Mandel knows a lot about people. Um, so I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, it was much. great being here. Appreciate that. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> so keep tuning in every Wednesday for these episodes. <laughs> if this is a YouTube channel, make sure to like and subscribe. <laughs> like, like, and subscribe. <laughs> Spotify. like and subscribe. Thank you guys so much. Bye.